0: Welcome to AFCON with Clive Podcast in partnership with Breeze Travel and Safaris, your trusted travel experts. Ready for your next adventure? Call us at plus 256-772-587273 or 414 or 0751-043066 Now, let's explore the thrilling world of African football with Clive.
1: Yes sir, welcome to the Afcon with Clive podcast the first of uh, its kind and we are coming to you straight out of uh, Abidjan, Ivory Coast uh, where the 34th edition of the Africa Cup of Nations uh, is uh, going on and yes uh, we are in the final stages of the competition, the quarterfinals uh, will be starting uh, this Friday and uh, Saturday before we get to know the four teams uh, that uh, will be uh, making it um, uh, to the semi-finals but of course to dissect uh, different um, matters and uh, topics um, at uh, the Africa Cup of Nations. I am joined by two distinguished gentlemen. Uh, between them you can talk about nine Africa Cup of Nations uh, titles though one of them, uh, his team last won an African title that was uh, way back in 1982. The Black Stars of Ghana, Adams gets uh, to join us um, today and of course uh, Giovanni Awani a man who was uh, just in high school when Cameroon won their last uh, Africa Cup of Nations. That was in 2017. That tournament was in Gabon. I'll be starting with you no, Good afternoon, or good evening, good morning depending on uh, the audience uh, How have you been so far?
2: Oh, Very well, uh, it's been good and uh, i say it's been challenging also <laughs> uh, We came to the AFCON to try as much as possible to cover as many matches we can and we are, we are trying our best yes, Giovanni, how have you been? I'm good, I'm good, uh, good Good evening,
3: good afternoon or good morning wherever you're listening to us from because I know this is a, a big deal uh,
1: done by Clive, so it should be listened to all over the world, yeah. Uh, maybe, uh, Giovanni, how many places have you been to uh, since you came into Cameroon? Uh, yeah, I've, I've been to Buaki, I've... I've
3: We're here. I mean, I'm based at Abidjan. Uh, I've I've done a game at Yom I think those are only the the three sites I've visited. I haven't been to, I think no one has been to all San Pedro and others, but uh, yeah, things uh, were not, uh, we didn't have uh, the best possible way to transport ourselves. You know, the stress and everything didn't want to go to road six, seven hours to San Pedro and Korogo. ahead was nine, eight hours or so. So yeah, I've just been in and around and uh, it's been good. been good up
1: to this point yes, I know you look like you've been at all the six venues of the Africa Cup of Nations
2: no 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 I've, I've been to three of them I think I've been in Abidjan the two venues yeah. then I've been to San Pedro twice. I've been to Yamusokro three times. I'm planning to go to Buake for the quarterfinals and semifinal games. Mm. For Korogo it's done so I can't I can't go at this stage. But at some point in time in my life mm. I'll surely visit the Korogo Stadium to see how it is but I think it is worth it. Mm. Whatever resources I've put in I think I'm I'm living the the, the experience and mm. it's going to help me in the near
1: future mm. I'll stick with you I'm going to isolate uh, Giovanni for now most of the people that are listening right now uh, the question that has been asked the most how is Ivory Coast how is the organization especially people who have not been able to come here now I'll phrase the question in a way that um, compare for me uh, Ivory Coast in terms of preparations you know, two, two years ago in Cameroon now you understand why I was isolating Giovanni because he comes from Cameroon
2: <laughs> <laughs> well I think um I was in Cameroon, so I can I can compare and contrast <laughs> the two countries. But I think there have been much, 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 much improvements. Mm. Um, from what we saw in Cameroon, a lot of things have, have improved. Mm. I've decided to take one or two things from Qatar um, after the World Cup because um, the media center and how it has been established, the sort of... Or machines or equipment, you get them. I think most of them is a clue from, from the World Cup. I went to the Ebimpe Stadium, I saw the Media center built by CAF, and I realized oh, it was similar to what I saw at the Lucille Stadium mm. in Qatar, where the World Cup finals were played. So, I think a lot of improvements. Yes, the 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 country Abidan or the, the city Abidan is expensive, but we're still trying to cope. Yeah, it's, it's been tough, but we are, we are
1: coping. Yeah, we are soldiers. We always uh, find our way, our one with our, our Giovanni. Uh, uh, Cote d'Ivoire, in terms of um, the preparations, I would ask you to compare them again at uh, your home country in Cameroon. What has impressed you so far or what do you think that um, uh, probably you did better uh, than uh, I've Because uh, from the opening ceremony, a number of your colleagues uh, were actually still uh, talking about the opening ceremony. at The Olembe said, yeah, I'm saying that uh, it was marvelous compared to this one. I don't know whether you share the same sentiments, but uh, what has caught your eye at this AFCON compared to what was in Cameroon two years ago? Oh, well, uh... Uh, First of all, I'm a Pan-Africanist. I wouldn't,
3: you know, bash a country like that. But I think uh, on the field, it's been what we want. Uh, But there there are certain loopholes that, you know, uh, 24-team turning, most countries will face difficulties unless you're in Morocco, unless you're in North African side, maybe South Africa, where you've got in the fields already and you just need to concentrate on the organization. So, but then, yeah, like I said earlier on, I think transportation for for media has been an issue. You know, from one side to the other, uh, keeping it on the field of play, I think, uh, Cote have actually impressed me. I wasn't expecting to see, you know, the level you know, of organization when it comes to, of course, the players, the fields, the hotels. I'm quite impressed with the hotels as well. And they have quite some beautiful cities, Abidjan, where we are. I'm not ashamed to say that Abidjan is, you know, a top, top city, uh, more than you know, most of our cities in, in Cameroon. So, yeah, at that level, it's okay, but just to set. Some certain loopholes that, you know, 24 Team Turn, you'd expect, you know, Cote d'Ivoire to have issues issues with that. Well,
1: I'll stick with you before I go back to No. Let's go now on the pitch. What has impressed you so far at this Africa Cup of Nations? Well, what has impressed me
3: have been the upsets. (laughs) We have teams at the quarterfinals that would have never expected. I mean, we all are uh, uh, sports writers and, you know, statisticians, but I guess even you wouldn't have, you know, called this. We have Angola uh, at the round of 16, so we even had Mauritania. We had, you know, a couple of teams that one didn't see coming. And now we have, uh, you know, South Africa and Nigeria, the only other teams, Congo as well, the only other three teams to have won the uh, competition before. Then we have uh, some Minos that are accompanying them. Uh, uh, Mali, you know, never won the, the competition, so uh, yeah, Cote d'Ivoire as well uh, one of the teams that have won the competition four teams that have won the competition before but we didn't expect you know them to face such difficulties getting to this level so yeah, Mali uh, never won the competition, Cote d'Ivoire won the competition twice in 1992 and in 2015 uh, the Bafana Bafana have won the competition once and uh, Nigeria have won the competition three times so Nigeria you know, looking to be favourites at this level of the competition where we have uh, Angola and Mali, others uh, making uh, long strides to, you know, uh, trying to carve a niche for themselves to go through. Even Cape Verde, uh, they made the quarterfinals in 2015, but before the competition, I expected them to make the round of 16 all right, but uh, making it through the quarterfinals and still, you know, have mercen- nursing the hopes of beating the Bafana, Bafana to make it through to the semi finals for the very first time. So I think uh, it has been a competition of upsets, and uh, yeah, that's what we want. That's what the neutrals want to see a competition like this where nothing is. For certain where Morocco is knocked out despite uh, having the favorites attack, uh, where uh, other so called big guns like Cameroon have been knocked out, they had the favorites attack. Uh, and uh, yeah, the long list goes on Algeria unceremoniously kicked out of the competition by Mauritania. So, yeah, we can go all day talking of how this competition has uh, you know been uh, quite a great watch, even for the neutrals. Yeah, so that's what we all came here to see. That's the drama we're in for. So, we are
1: all in for it and uh, hopefully it it, uh, keeps on going that way. Well, uh, I know outside the Black Stars, of course uh, it is always heartbreaking when you come with high expectations for your country to go in the tournament and they don't. What has um, impressed you so far at this uh, Africa Cup of Nations?
2: Well, for the Black Stars it was expected, so I'm never hurt or disappointed. When you know your team, you know. When you
1: said it was expected, people are bitter like they expected them to, to go find the competition.
2: Well, that, they are different for me. I, I see things the way I want to see it. They also see the things the way they want to see it. But for me, I, I wasn't too sure of, of, of the performance of the Black Star. I, I tip them to be at the quarterfinals for their best. Mm. So if their best would have been quarterfinals Eliminating them in the group stages shouldn't be a surprise to me. Well, I think, like John Waddingo said, this tournament has been full of surprises. Can you imagine that the last edition in Cameroon, none of the eight teams in the quarterfinals made it this time around. That should tell you the sort of shocking results we've been, we've been seeing. Defending champions Senegal out, Morocco... After our World Cup semi final, but everybody was tipping them yeah, out, being beaten by Bafana, Bafana. Nobody gave them the dog ch- the chance in that game, but don't choose. 0. look at a lot of other results Guinea, we have having GRC, uh, we look at Mali beating Burkina Faso well and the like. Um, this is why we we, we love the, Afri- uh, the, the, the African Cup of Nations. It's always full of surprises, and it, it's one tournament you can never predict who is going to be the winner. For the past years, it, it, it's been very difficult for a defending champion to even get to the quarterfinals of the of the Afcon, and that is why we cherish the tournament so much. A tournament full of unpredictable results and all that it makes the tournament lively and i think um, we are living it um, everybody in in cote d'ivoire is enjoying the african cup of even looking at how cote d'ivoire qualified yeah the money they needed by yeah they up. needed they needed morocco to beat zambia for them for them to get the qualification as one of the third best place teams mm. now morocco who did favor to cote d'ivoire are going home could in the tournament. That should you I should tell you, I don't know if we share the same sentiments. I actually
1: predicted a Morocco Senegal final. I don't know which teams initially you predicted to get
2: into the final. Well, I I had Senegal in my last four. Mm. I was tipping Morocco to go far. I I, be, I was having a, a, a strong belief in Egypt mm-hmm. because of the experience and everything and I, I expected Cameroon to also go far and none of these teams are in the quarterfinals, that's to tell you how the have is, it's, it's, it's like that and it, it is always going to be like that. Giovanni, how far did you expect the Lions to go
1: in this competition? Or just like Nuhu, with the black sides, you didn't expect them to probably uh, do wonders. Well, as per per glitz, glamour, talent, we
3: don't have so much of that in our reservoir right now. But what we do have is the, the, the heart, the character. To, to play competitions like this, but unfortunately, this time around, that couldn't save us. It, it didn't come to the fore, and when it doesn't, we just tend to to crumble. But I was expecting the team, you know, to make it at least. Like no was saying it, it resonates with my own, you know, amb- ambitions that are nursed for the national team before the, the tournament. I, I, I thought that they could make it at least through to the quarterfinals, despite the petty spats and squabbles that the the national team has had over the past couple of years. I mean, you should know of many of those. Onana came in already when the competition uh, kick started. Uh, and so many other, uh, you know, locker room problems. Fans calling for the head of uh, Rigo Best song. We didn't have a uh, proper, we haven't had a proper, you know, uh, campaign or. We haven't had proper queue of games. We've only selected a few games where we performed uh, better in. One of them was the game against Brazil that unfortunately, Roberto Rigobertson carries that as a trophy on his head. He beat Brazil at the World Cup. So uh, we haven't had a series of good games, since we finished the Totology's Twin 21 Africa Cup of Nations that we hosted in Cameroon, ending third.
1: And uh, yeah, I didn't expect much from, from the national teams. Well, as um, we wind up, eight games to go, four from the quarterfinals, two from the semifinals, the final and third place playoff, uh, how do you expect things uh, to pan out uh, in the remaining days of the competition? Well, now I think I think I have a soft spot for, for South Africa.
3: <laughs> don't get me wrong, but I, I don't I think, I think I have a soft spot Soft spot for South Africa with the coach that they have, uh, Hugo Bruce, he was once coach of the Indomitable Lions. in fact he won the competition in 2017 and he's kind of a friend, I'm yet to meet him, so I, I, I think you know, uh, equally the brand of football they are playing, I mean beating Morocco in the way they did two goals to nothing, very few people expected that to happen but I had envisaged it. Uh, yes, so I think uh, South Africa can go all the way but first they need to start with the difficult task at hand which is beating I think Cape Verde uh, uh, Cape Verde under coach uh, Bubista they've equally been doing three things and uh, yeah they qualified from a tough group B uh, that had uh, really good teams in it so uh, I think that uh, yeah uh, South Africa are my favourites for now but not notwithstanding there are other teams there in the in the that if they make it through then it will be a real big problem one of them is uh, Nigeria 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 are uh, outright favourites at this level as per everybody's books uh, because of uh, the way they, the brand of football they've played and the way they eliminated Cameroon as well. So now I'd say that they're outright favourites. Equally, Mali and uh, Cote d'Ivoire, do not take it, I mean, cannot take them out of the equation. You know, Mali uh, have been doing quite a couple of, uh, you know, they've been doing some great jobs at the level of the under-70s, the under-70s. in fact, the youth setups. Now the time has come, now the time is right for them to bring on their experience to the national team level. And that's exactly what they are doing. You know, they have make it, made it through to the uh, quarterfinals. They didn't make it through an easy route as well, beating Burkina Faso. Burkina Faso uh, ended uh, fourth in Cameroon in the 2021 uh, African edition. In fact, most recently, I think back in 2013, they played the finals of the competition. So they are used to this level of the competition, but they beat Burkina Faso. Uh, Mali beat Burkina Faso two goals to one. So, and quite convincingly as well so I think we cannot take anybody out of the equation the way the competition has gone so far uh, Yes, yeah, so fingers crossed and let's see what happens
1: well, uh, yes uh, no, as, uh, we wind up uh, the same question to Giovanni 8 games to go uh, 4 in the quarter 2 in the semis a bronze medal match and, and the final uh, how do you expect things uh, to pan out as uh, we commence the quarterfinals this Friday
2: yeah, I, I, st- I still believe um, we are going to see more of unpredictable results um it's very difficult at this stage to to tell which country is going to Yes, Some teams will be favourites per their pedigree, per the history, per the sort of um, players they are having. Especially in Nigeria, you look at them, look at the sort of um, the sort of materials they have. You can see Nigeria clear favourites uh, amongst all the other seven teams. Cote d'Ivoire. Talent-wise, they have the players who have, have played at top, top level and... Has, is, is nothing to them. And especially losing 4 0 to Equatorial Guinea, they fear nothing at this moment. So I think yeah, Cote d'Ivoire and Nigeria will have some soft spots going ahead. But the other teams are motivated enough to, to cause havoc. And I think Angola Nigeria is one game that that will, is going to be very, very keen. You look at how Angola, Angola are growing into. The tournament and how they've been performing, it will be very difficult to write them off. You look at Kiverd to beat Ghana, to beat Mozambique, you use your second team to draw 2-2 with Egypt to tell you the sort of team Kiverd also having. So you, there's no way you can underrate them. So I think. Um, you look at the, the last eight teams, very, very difficult to predict. But I still I, I, I still believe um, Nigeria, Cote d'Ivoire are, are my two favorites, and maybe we are going to see them in the final. Mm. Well, you heard it from the experts uh, the Black Star in Nova
1: Damza from Ghana, and the Indomitable Lion in Giovanni Nawani. That's all we had for you on the AFCON with Clive Podcast. We'll be back with more of your AFCON topics. Ciao.
0: You have been listening to the AFCON with Clive Podcast, in partnership with Breeze Travel and Safaris, your trusted travel experts. Ready for your next adventure? Call us at plus 256-772-587273 or 414 or 0751-043066.